The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So we've made it to the last factor. <laughs> and you're still here. And I'm sure tired after a long day, but um, I'll just offer a short teaching on equanimity because it's such a... Uh, such an important factor. It comes at the end, not only in this list, but at the end of other lists that are very important, like the Brahma-viharas that some of you know, or the Ten Perfections. And there's a reason why it comes at the end. It comes at the end because in order for us to get to equanimity, we have to practice many other qualities before. There's a lot of training of the mind that needs to happen. So equanimity, can, we can say it's kind of like the pinnacle of many of these qualities. Sometimes it's referred to as pseudo-liberation, which means we can get as close to liberation with equanimity without being awakened or without being liberated. But it's that of uh, an important and, and refined state. So... Equanimity is this quality of being able to be very gathered, balanced with whatever happens around us. Not an easy task. So the image that, um, that I like to bring to mind is that of a majestic mountain, beautiful big mountain that is solid, stable, and winds can blow, strong winds can blow, but the mountain remains. And in the Dharma we talked about, we talk about the worldly winds, which is what assails all of us, and we get blown around (laughs) because these are gain and loss, we all experience gain and loss, fame and disrepute, Praise and blame and pleasure and pain. So when we practice for years and we've refined more and more our minds and purify the mind states, we are able to stay in that place where we don't get totally elated when we get uh, a compliment and then totally depressed when somebody criticizes us. And the same thing with, with all the other worldly winds. The problem with equanimity is that um, because it represents evenness of mood and Um, and this balance is often misunderstood as something that is being aloof or that it represents boredom or dullness. So this is the way we perceive uh, equanimity a lot of the times when, uh, because our minds have not gotten very refined 
You know, like uh, sometimes we're asked to pay attention to sensations in the body. And when they're neither pleasant nor unpleasant, which is kind of like the caffeine of the sensations because there's energy in both of them, when we get just the neutral, then we get bored. And it's very interesting. Try it sometimes in your meditation when you notice, oh, this sensation in the body is neutral, is neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And can I stay with it without checking out, without getting bored? Then you're beginning to practice equanimity. So, as I said, I wanted to keep it very, very short. And I will finish this one with... um, a quote from the Dhammapada, the beautiful teachings that are written in verse form about equanimity. And it says, Virtuous people always let go. They don't prattle about pleasure and desires. Touched by happiness and then by suffering, the sage shows no sign of being elated or depressed. The sage shows no sign of being elated or depressed. We can keep that in mind and see how does that translate for us. Just keep that, keep those words of equanimity in mind for a moment in silence. Thank you. So now we're going to transition to a brief meditation on equanimity. (laughs) 